0: Good morning, guys. How we doing?
1: Good morning, We're
2: doing great today. What a lovely morning it is.
0: It is a lovely morning, and I'm not going to mind bidding that we had to repodcast today because our equipment went on the fritz for a while. It just said, no, not today, guys. And I I know why.
2: Can you explain?
0: Yes, I can. My mom said the Beatles are the devil. Yep. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about the Beatles. We tried to talk about the Beatles, and they... she said that that, that, that I, alligators are honored because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush.
2: Right. Exactly. And, and the
0: Beatles are the devil.
2: And she cursed this podcast. We'll see if this one works. When Bonnie
0: Moshe comes in, we'll know what time. Yeah. She, she has a second headache. Look, we're going to be talking about the Beatles. Um,
2: the youth, they were supposed to be the silver silver Beatles.
0: That's right. They were. Mm-hmm. They were. But
2: fortunately, that got dropped to just the Beatles.
0: Yeah, the silver Beatles would not have been the same.
2: No, no not at all. Different bandmates, different songs. Yeah, um, Absolutely disappointment. The whole course
0: yeah. Of it. Exactly. Well, to give you a little history on this, uh, from on our family, Sarah and I share this passion for the Beatles. Um, the uh, I started listening to them kind of late. I knew them. Uh, you know, you would hear, you couldn't help but hear them, and you couldn't help but hearing my parents' generation gripe about them. <laughs> but um, but um, I remember the thing I remember is that my sister and I still have it. She had uh, a Let It Be uh, single, and it had an apple, on a, on, and on one side and on the back, on the flip side, it had a uh, um, you know sliced in half apple. And so mm-hmm. I remember that as a little kid. I was born in '59. Yeah, 50, I was in kindergarten '65. It gives you. an idea. Yeah. This was all going down, but I, when we saw him on. We we he, you know as much as they didn't want to watch him, they did. He was on. They were on Ed Sullivan, and we mm-hmm. watched it.
1: Yes, I remember watching Ed Sullivan. For those of you who are. Too young to remember who Ed Sullivan was. He was the premier variety show in that era, and extremely famous.
0: In fact, when we were practicing our uh, to get ready, you know, to make sure our mics were working, yeah. and I said, "I was a little ladies and gentlemen, I hear my cue,
1: really big shoe," mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
0: and I was trying my best to Im- imitate him. I didn't know we were going to talk about him anyway. Sarah, Sarah's here to talk about it, too. Um, and, and I think that, Glenn, I don't think you share quite the passion. Not quite, mm-hmm. but uh,
1: I do share a huge appreciation.
0: Another thing that probably made this not work this morning is I tried to sing some of their songs. That might have went broke the whole deck. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it was just immediately the, the mic. <laughs> like, um, I can't take this How about anymore. no on that one? Yeah, <laughs> we're going to save everybody.
0: So anyway, you know, it went, sometime in, in high school, and I want to say probably 75, like you said, I started driving, and I could pick my own music, and remember we had those 8-tracks you could play?
1: Oh, yeah, 8-tracks. Yes. Size of a V-C- whatever. VCR <laughs> tape, yeah.
2: They were yeah. huge.
1: I don't know if you ever saw one. They were huge.
2: No, I've always heard 8-track, but I've never actually like laid eyes on one.
0: I, I, the reason they say 8-tracks is that they would have four sides to it and it's stereo, so four times two is 8-tracks, and but what was funny was, it would it would run around. It was a, 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 a loop
3: mm-hmm. and
0: it would get to the end and it would run back over. And after about playing them about 50 times, 40 times, they would stretch and ruin. Mm-hmm. But, but the sound for a car was much better. But you could buy a recording. We would record him. I would take a record and record it on there. And I started listening to Beatles. And and I know because I remember talking to one of my teachers at, at South Cameron telling him I started listening to Beatle music. Of course, he was from that generation. He starts asking me songs I didn't know any of them mm-hmm. and so but but it was that so that's how I know it was new for me but anyway um i Sarah, do you agree i mean I, I I mean that's a silly question. those guys were revolutionary
2: do I agree um you know, let me think about that for a little bit um you know i don't <laughs> I don't know how much they actually influenced um music throughout the the decades, but um well obviously, okay. Obviously, like I couldn't even make a joke out of that one because it's like, I like I agree. Do the Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, but they do they ask some questions.
2: question. Sarah,
0: if you were a tree, mm-hmm. what kind of tree would you
2: Who asked that question?
0: Baba
3: Wawa.
2: Oh, okay. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so yeah, they um obviously just changed the world, apparently. Um and I think I kind of touched on this uh previously but before the beatles um and you know like again y'all can y'all would have more input to this kind of um like what it was like before i know that you did live before the beatles like they were born before you did they were playing music whenever you were children like little children um but are you aware of how kids grew up before like during that generation before um beatles
0: i remember the name
1: yeah it's like um Burt Bacharach, uh, you know, you had Frank Sinatra. That was the kind of music. Jack
3: yeah. Jones, uh, yeah, the Dream. Sydney
1: Poitier. Those are were your headliners, big time stars. Sammy Davis Jr. Those. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the
0: cultures. I think she's asking. Mm-hmm. If you walked up and down Lake Charles, I lived in, in on college Coll- on College Ocean, Lake Charles, not too far from the college. There's mm-hmm. a reason it's called that. Um, the um, Good neighborhood, but if you walked up and down it, everybody had a crew cut type haircut and you didn't think a thing of it. They wore blank t shirts back
1: (laughs) then. They also wore wore just Mm -hmm. little short sleeve, you know, collared shirts most of the time with Mm -hmm. like slim.
2: Yeah.
0: But I mean, everybody had short hair.
2: So they dressed nice. They had cut hair. They.
0: If you went into an office, you wore a tie. Mm Period. Period.
2: It's so funny how things have changed, and like again, like what what I my understanding of it was, um, it was heavily impacted by the Beatles creating teenagers or like having a huge effect effect on the creation of yeah.
0: But let's take a step back even further. I wasn't alive to remember um the Big Bopper and and uh, Buddy Holly and all those guys Mm -hmm. going down. I was too young to remember it. All right, but I do remember. That there were complaints about rock and roll at all.
3: Mm-hmm. My yes, parents, it was
0: the devil's music, right? So though the, the Buddy Holly was apparently between the generation of me and my parents, mm-hmm. they did listen to Frank Sinatra and they listened to Jack. and they that that's what they listened to. That, that, Herb know, Alford
1: and the T.O. Well, they were they really were more of the hippie times. Go look at their albums. Yeah, I know they I had just, the Bell that's... Bottoms and. That's something, that was something that
0: uh, my dad played every night. So you know the Tijuana Taxi? Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, so so they, that's what they listened to. So mm-hmm. my parents already did not like Buddy Holly.
2: Little Richard.
0: They didn't know that, that was.
2: Okay. <laughs> nope.
0: And <laughs> they liked the platters, and that was that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
2: What about the Rockettes?
0: Uh, no, Roxette. Roxette.
2: Oh. The Rocky must have
0: yeah.
3: been,
2: uh, mm-hmm. the dancers? Wait, are they not what are they what are they called? The they rock, were dancers. rock wait, no, they had the um Ronettes. 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 Yeah. You know, same thing.
0: Boo Wang do Wang do Yes,
2: the Ronettes. Sorry, there was an X where there was supposed to be an N. Um, so my pa- my
0: parents did they did I can't say they thought the world was coming to an end because of Buddy Holly, but that wasn't their stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they they definitely wanted to go back to Rock and roll was not good, right? Mm-hmm. So, so along along come the Beatles, Sarah, and and I do remember very much the buzz about them. Mm-hmm. There was a buzz about them. There's there no question. You, even at five years old, I'm going like, who We're from this?
1: England? They have weird haircuts,
0: right? And and that's they would talk about that. That hair is not acceptable
1: because it was so long.
2: Yeah, and so that's what's interesting <laughs> to me is because whenever I look back, sure. Like whenever, uh, I, I guess I grew up with the Beatles already well established and their style well established, and so and then and then not only that I didn't grow up with them; they were already grown up. Whenever I they they were grown up, they were broken up, they were dead by the time I was old enough to know what was going on. Yeah. Like some of them were dead, and um,
0: we'd listen to them trips. One of the ways you got exposed. Right?
2: Yeah, exactly, and so. I see them in their first few albums with the long hair, but they still wear like the little suits whenever they're playing on the, like the black and white stage. Yeah. And I see that and I'm like, Oh, those were some really like nice, sharp, well-dressed men. And so it's, it's really interesting to look back and think about how, um, they changed everything so much to where that became normal. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I mean, it was, it was, I, you know, the, again, we talked about George Martin was their producer. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he was their publisher. He, and he was, for the for the record, he was Lighting the mm-hmm. and Okay. He enjoyed and, well, and let me say this Male again. Male company. Let me say this
3: again. Mm-hmm.
0: There was a movie about him, and he got rolled back in the day. Back in the day, if you, if they found out you were gay, people would beat you up take your money. Mm-hmm. That's called rolling a queer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he got rolled in that movie. Oh my God! Right, so nice. that's that's how that's the only way that I know because I don't think he went out and made interviews or anything like that. So the only way he knew was from that movie. But anyway, he was the one who produced the records. I don't think he had anything to do with publicity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably not. They probably had regular. Public-
2: so, um, I guess you can start. It would start with John Lennon. Obviously, he was the older, the oldest, um, and he had his own band before he met. Um, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney and George Harrison went to school together. Um, and.
0: Will you go into there how smart they were?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was about to get into. So, um, John Lennon, uh, I have a little bit more about his background, I guess, because it was, it was a little bit bumpy. Um, his parents had a weird relationship. They separated and his aunt would call CPS or their version of CPS on the mom for not taking care of Lennon. The aunt ended up getting um, control over Lennon, but the mom didn't leave his life. And so she was actually his influence for playing the guitar and learning music. Um, I guess she understood that he had more of an artistic side to him. So he's very intelligent. Um, They all had to take some, what was it again? So Liverpool is where they're from at that, like before the war, uh it was a very um like well established amazing port city um it like had wealth and all this other stuff well after the war it gets dest- like it gets destroyed during the war after the war it's just poor um and from what it's my understanding that it wasn't there's another city where it was like wealthy but um unsafe and like not a good place to go but the the guys would go play there, but Liverpool wasn't like that. It wasn't dangerous or anything. It was more just poor. It's sort of a town of decay. Yes. And um apparently uh McCartney and Harrison um had grown up not wealthy, but they had to take a test um like I guess all the students had to take a test at a certain age to determine whether you're gonna go to grammar school. And if you are smart enough, you were allowed to go um and the government paid for it. And so you didn't have to worry about like finance, finances weren't an issue there. Well, these boys passed the test. And um, that's, again, like how they ended up in the same school together. And uh, and um, it was the same thing. I don't think they didn't get to the same school. But John Lennon was very, very smart. And the only reason he didn't succeed in school is because he was rebellious. And he cared more about um, art and literature and learning what he wanted to learn instead of doing what the school wanted him to do. So, um, John Lennon's mother, again, she encouraged him to get into music. Um, and he formed his own band, uh, that did not include any of the Beatles. But, um, I think it was 1957 where he was like doing some kind of like, local thing with the band and he met McCartney. Um, they hit it off really well. Uh Lennon invited him to go hang out with the band. They ended up just take like taking McCartney in. And then later on, Paul McCartney recommends George Harrison. Um, so I think at the time it was John Lennon, uh, John's friend Stuart Sutcliffe, uh, the the drummer was Pete Best, and then you have uh Hartney in and Um, and then Sutcliffe says we're gonna call it the Silver Beatles, like our group.
0: Uh I wonder they had to get rid of him.
2: Yeah. Oh no, he died.
0: Oh. Yes. Whoops.
2: Oopsies. Yeah. So actually, no, John Lennon, um, he was very, very close to Sutcliffe. And uh because Sutcliffe was also very artsy, How I did in fact? die? I can't remember. Um, he was young, he was married, but um he, he was an artist and uh had a very influential like impact on um in Lennon's life. So Lennon was distraught after his death. Like it, Lennon was a very emotional boy, very in touch with his feelings. And um that really came out whenever he's like. Um and then we talked about this earlier because you were excited about this to find out. Ringo's backstory where he was playing with another band and what was it you heard that he wasn't the best drummer or something like that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, so I, I until today I've heard people tell me that, that Ringo Starr was not a good drummer mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've always said, I've said this more than once. Well, that tells you how little I know about what drumming is supposed to sound like. Cause mm-hmm. I certainly liked the way he drummed. Yeah. You know, I didn't, it was simple. But I would not know if, I would not know if you said, uh, was um, Paul McCartney good at playing the bass guitar? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just know I like the sound of it. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's all I knew.
2: And that was, yeah. And that was, that's the same thing. It's just um like, how how good were they actually? Well, they had Pete Best in there. And um a quote from John Lennon about Best, which is like, okay, this is actually so sad because it's on Pete Best wikipedia page so this is like intimately connected <laughs> to him um so sad but it says john lennon said um best was recruited because they just needed a drummer and he said we were pretty sick of pete best too because he was a lousy drummer you know he never improved you know and we were always going to dump him when we could find a decent drummer um
0: yeah i want to say this again though we, i've said this the first time i'll say it again i approve very much of what he said mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that he sucked yeah, he didn't get better.
2: That's it. He he. There was no improvement. It was just staying the same. Like couldn't keep up with what they were writing, what they were playing, and um, I think that's what um, what Ringo Starr brought in was that okay? Because we know, and and again, um, I guess we can, we'll get into the intellect, like I guess a little bit later, but the music that they wrote was absolutely incredible because it was it was so new um and i guess like just everything about it was just inventive and experimental and trying to figure out what sounds right even though nobody before them had really made these sounds before and so whenever you're trying to create that music you need music- musicians who can keep up with that and so they found Ringo Starr who um apparently what was happening um let's see uh it's a, a, a McCartney said this. Um, the truth was we just kind of fell in love with Ringo's drumming. Ringo was in another band and we had Pete and we were working and we used to see this other band. We said, Good God, that's a good uh, uh that drummer's good. And one night Pete couldn't do it. So Ringo sat in for him and we all just went, gas, because we need gasped. And um behind us was this powerhouse and this person who was like taking care of the job and we went, Oh dear, like understanding <laughs> we need this drummer because um, he was able to figure it out and work with the sounds that these other three incredible artists were creating. That's um, uh, John, George, and Paul. And um, they were
1: so unconventional. Mm-hmm. What I've read is, beat best. No, that's not the way you do it. Yeah, I always
3: would
2: find. He wanted to stick with the uh, yeah the basics. And so um, anyway, and I didn't realize this about George Harrison, but uh, he apparently had. Amazing contributions as far as um like his guitar sounds and stuff went, like the the he styles. Would play he lead, play lead, right? Mm-hmm.
1: He might have been playing I lead. Remember. I think you know, you'd have to have a guitarist if he played the guitar. It would be
2: I thought I thought I wrote it down, but yeah. Well, I mean, there
1: would be.
0: I'm not, I'm not an expert at this at all. We should, we should have had like, Russ Holcomb on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, I. Russ would know. I. I. I, I you talk about ignorant. I don't have any. Sure, but I I was under understanding he was lead, and then there was this thing called rhythm or something that mm-hmm. maybe Lennon played or something. I don't know, but he was I, lead? Who was lead? George. See, that's okay, that's right. Yeah, and then that would have made Lennon me. played
3: bass.
1: Mm-hmm. No,
0: bass no, was uh, bass. bass was mm-hmm. McCartney.
1: Yeah, McCartney was bass, and then mm-hmm. Lennon tried to play rhythm.
0: That's what I that, that's what I came to the conclusion of. But again, do not. Do not go and, and write a paper. Do not
1: write a paper based on that. No, it's no, no. Like you can you can write a paper charity. based
2: on that. You actually got it right. So, there we go. Lennon I, I, is rhythm, Courtney bass, and George lead.
0: I I am officially a, a a huge Beatle fan. People, you're gonna most of that kind of stuff. I'm gonna get, but I I wouldn't bet on myself. Yeah. But, but I'm pretty much. Yeah.
2: I I feel like this is what like okay. We have a deeper appreciation of the art that they created, but I'm not an expert on their existence like literally yeah. every every single detail about them that's not what um i'm interested in i'm more interested in um i guess how like what influenced them how they became so big and um i don't know their effects.
1: Why, why were they such a sensation?
2: yeah exactly and so i think that the the um mm. even from the beginning uh there seemed to be a chemistry between John, George, and Paul, whenever the others were even there, like the ones that um, ended up not even like getting out of the band, um, the three apparently could just look at each other and know what they were going to do next um, as far as the music went, like where they were going to flow, how things were going to um, work between them. And so um, obviously a big part of that is chemistry, but something else that was glaringly obvious is how um, just... Intelligent they were in their songwriting and the sounds that they came up with, like the way that the uh, again, like all the instruments flowed together. And, um, yeah, I
1: don't think that combination
2: mm-hmm.
1: was really new at the time. Yes. I'm not sure they were experimenting with that four band, combo, you know, because four is big bands, trumpets, all sorts of
3: well,
0: yeah, yeah, the, the big band sound, again, that's my, my dad for late 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, but. When I look at Buddy Holly, it looked like they had four.
1: Yeah, and I, I said it was they didn't invent it. I'm saying that was a very Perfect. new system of uh, playing music popular. And so Buddy broke most of the ground, but they also picked up on that. If, if you were to ask frame. me, if you were to ask me
0: who influenced them the most, without anybody ever saying it, I would say Buddy Holly.
1: Yeah, Buddy Holly brought in violinists. On his records that no one was doing. He used
2: a trailblazer. I can correct that. Though. It's actually Elvis. I didn't know that before today. But um, yeah. Uh, Lennon said that without Elvis. There wouldn't be the Beatles. Hmm. Um, and I think
1: the influence Elvis had. Was in performance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you know. Elvis. I don't think wrote all the songs. All that. He wrote gospel. Ironically. And got Grammys for gospel music but he i think it was the way he he was a sensation in how he
0: performed i'm going to say that the one that they're most like is Buddy
3: Holly
2: mm-hmm. yeah and, and um yeah, yeah that, an And um i think that's what's interesting about them too though is that they all had a a an absolute love for um all of the qualities that it takes to um to i guess make it as a popular band with um TV being a, a major impact, and now like live performances um in front of like huge crowds and everything like that. That that the it wasn't just the singing and the songwriting. They weren't they weren't just going up there and sitting and standing and like that was it. It was um an exciting performance to see with three handsome boys. Yeah.
0: And an interesting thing that, that that quote you had about Pete Best wouldn't get better. That tells me that the Beatles must have worked their. Kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They must
0: have been some hard-working men.
2: Well, it's it's clear, like, again, they, they had a love for the art. Um, and that's something that Lennon clearly... Okay, so um, I was listening to some guy explain Lennon one time. He went to some kind of, like, bar or something and saw Lennon for the first time. And he... It was just Lennon alone at first. And um, I guess the guy wasn't used to the area or whatever. But Lennon was going to art school. He had... Uh, he had failed or whatever, dropped out of normal school, and um and, and like throughout his life he's he was drawing and writing poetry and, and interest in all that. But the guy sees Lennon. Lennon has the shaggy haircut. He's wearing the what is it like the teddy? What, what was the clothing called? Um, oh the. Right. No. Uh wait. Um, teddy boy look. That's mm. what they called it. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <didn't know> that.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's um, because everybody mentioned like they all had that same look. It was like a, some kind of Teddy Boy look. So, um, he was wearing like these these interesting clothes and whatnot. And the guy thought that was just normal for the area. But then a group of other kids come in and they have the the like normal haircuts with the um, I guess whatever clothes they used to wear back in the day. And he was like, oh, uh, Linen's a rebel. Like, you tell immediately that he was just not fitting in. And um, so that's I think that's something that Lennon, like one of the charms that Lennon had, especially in bringing McCartney in, is um, his his nature was uh, more intelligent, but rebellious, which is an interesting combination.
0: Well, the interesting thing is what she's saying. They it's clear that they would cut you.
3: Well, they also
1: played uh, in in the 60s, early 60s, in Hamburg.
2: That's the, yeah.
1: And they would play in Hamburg, Germany, and in clubs, and you were expected to play from about, you know, four or five hours a night to six hours a night, every night.
0: And they weren't even old enough to go in those bars.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also where they got the exposure to amphetamines. That's how they stayed on their feet that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have five-hour energy? <laughs> they didn't have five-hour DJ energy. coffee? They didn't have PJs either. Otherwise, they wouldn't have resorted to those terrible drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so so you've set it up very very well to me that you know she's introduced things. First of all, I did not know. I did take in the conventional wisdom that that Ringo Starr was just.
1: It was just I, my my perception before Sarah filled this in and read those quotes was that Ringo Starr was super unconventional and they kind of. Their other drummer was such a problem. They said, well, let's try this guy. They didn't actually.
0: They weren't looking for technically correct. They were looking for artistic.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to yeah. put it.
1: And, and I didn't realize, you know, until I saw Ringo was being interviewed on Bill Donahue's show. And I, a drummer from Juilliard got up to ask a question. And he was just gushing about how how did you figure this out? I mean, mm-hmm. this is this, this is the most innovative drumming I've ever heard. I've heard a lot of drumming until I heard yours, I just was like gobsmacked with how good it was and how unconventional it was. How did you do that? Well, I you know, I never had any formal training. So I just kind of made it up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good essentially, yeah.
0: They were smart. hmm They yeah. were smart, they were hard working, like Sarah, said good looking. Artistic. And they and they you know they had a good handlers as well, but I mean they probably found them. I'll just say this: it's clear you, you are. Right, no, no way you're going to care about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's a guy named Brent Strong. He was the Astros pitching coach for a long time when they on the way up when mm-hmm. they were on their way up, and he would bring in pitchers that were completely failing elsewhere and make superstars out of, them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or take a superstar and make it even better. Mm-hmm. Right? That he had an eye, and I just think that Lennon looked over and he goes, "That's." what I've been trying to say we need.
1: Well, Lennon, as I, the I, uh who died at 21 from a brain hemorrhage.
2: Brain hemorrhage. That yeah. sucks.
1: Uh, that's, was, just, that's not the way I want to go.
2: Mm-hmm. I understand,
1: but he picked him based on, because McCartney, apparently they had arguments over. So no, he said, no, he was playing the bass. He says he can't even hold a tune. He goes, but look at it. <laughs> that's what Lennon said. He's perfect. So he Lennon had this eye of what performance was in my
0: opinion. I got you oh and you know there's a there's a scene when he gotten older uh and, and he was and he was singing the Beatles song uh mm-hmm. that one, and um, come together, yes, yeah, and I saw him on that stage, and I went that's where he belonged. Mm-hmm. my goodness gracious I, I brought that up to you. I said, you got to watch this video." That somebody standing in front of thousands and thousands of people, and it's no different than what we are right now. With talk. It was it was just yeah. like it was breathing.
2: What Lennon was doing? Yes, that? yeah. But he was
0: so good. He he'd just look mm-hmm. you know, he
2: just looked at. he just not even thinking about nothing. it. it was just like this, this. is so normal for me. This is where I've like. I bet you natural. wanted to watch it. Yeah,
0: you wanted to watch. You could not. There, was, I, I. Yeah. You, it's like a lace potato chip. You can't just eat one. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to
1: stop that video.
0: You were going to watch it all the way through.
3: Yeah. You,
1: you, yeah. Mesmerizing.
0: Yeah. So he is amazing. So I,
1: I, I've
0: always wondered. That's what Sarah's looked this stuff up more than I have. I've always kind of wondered if he wasn't the one who built it. mm -hmm. That it wasn't him that
1: built it. He picked them. They didn't pick him. He picked that. There's probably some truth to it. Yeah. I mean, McCartney would probably dispute that, but Ooh. it's like they collaborated. Does yeah. I don't know that he would. I don't know, because McCartney just about the music.
0: That's all that matters to him, and, we're, and you know what I'm saying? I think if he picked him and he goes, yeah, this is working, that would be my guess. Yeah. yeah.
2: And that's the you thing. Know, is he's, he, he seems
1: to be a fairly humble guy. He, well, mm-hmm. at 80, he performed for six hours. <laughs> so, uh, no nonstop. I hate to tell you, that's
0: Billy Shears.
2: Yeah, that's, no. we'll, okay, get, to we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, but, I jumped
2: ahead too much. Yeah, <laughs> Don't talk about him right now. Anyway, that's not i
0: Anyway, I've always thought, you know, I, I was, he's my favorite Beetle, and and yes. I and I've always thought that he was humble for his age. I mean, for his what for what he's gone not his age, for what he's gone through.
2: And and again, like uh, I I do think that Paul is the cutest Beetle. I don't
3: have that opinion. (laughs) I don't have an opinion on it. I thought
2: I thought you were sharing that too. Never mind. I was like father daughter bonding right here. We love Paul We we get googly eyed around, but no. Um, he you just had like a good demeanor. They're they're um, but all of them were just so funny. I mean you um, and that was something that was new too was the way that they picked on the media, and the way that they joked around and just acted like. If they ask
3: a
0: stupid question, they gave them a stupid.
2: Yes.
1: And it was
0: usually
3: hilarious.
1: Yes. I would
0: so, have liked, instead of Ronald Reagan being asked by Baba Wawa, what kind of tree would you be? Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen Baba Wawa ask the Beatles that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because it you, <laughs> you. get some really clever, Irving, weird answers. Irving, yeah.
1: Later on, you might have said, Yoko,
2: what? Yeah. <laughs> what tree? Please explain, <laughs> oh, Yoko. I can't me. make oh. these decisions. No. <laughs> All right.
3: So when, did they,
1: when they first started,
0: they were wearing suits, right? Yes. When did they quit wearing suits? Do you know? Uh
2: yeah. after Paul died. Um
1: <laughs> well, so jumping
2: ahead, ahead again. <laughs> sorry, ladies
1: and gentlemen. We're we're very sorry. At we, least they're getting the taste of where we're heading. We're heading <laughs> a certain way. And we kind of jumped ahead. We're sorry.
2: Um you know, well, like I, I feel like they just shifted. Like it was they were very good at um recognizing when it was time to move one. So we were going through the um their discography um
1: it looks like sometime after the album help uh in 1965
0: can mm-hmm. i make can i make a point to you guys no they, okay
2: okay thank you though okay <laughs> what what point do you have
0: um you can't when you said discography you've got to distinguish between england and the united states they had they I had, have their full discography here mm-hmm. From England, it's 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 consolidated. Yes. Okay. Because and and I don't like the way that they, that they, they did it, frankly. And I think it's because they started releasing stuff there earlier.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But they but England had they had please please me with the Beatles a hard day's night Beatles for sale. That was their order. And by the time they got to the United States, to see that that came out, what those were out in. 63.
2: 63 was Please Please Me, 63 with the Beatles, and 64 Hard Day's Night.
0: So introducing the Beatles in the United States, the first album released here, was 1964.
2: Soon. Yeah. And was
0: new- it uh, and it was for sale? It, well, <laughs> it, it, you could tell, though, that they were having trouble with it because they were releasing them in different countries at different times. Mm-hmm. So introducing the Beatles was the first one. Meet the Beatles was the second. Then the third one was the Beatles second album. So it's very much like here at the, at the James perspective trying to number them for Glenn.
3: Mm-hmm. Good grade. No
0: wonder I'm
1: confused. <laughs> People Good God, there. ladies and
3: gentlemen. See, I
2: always uh I've always accepted the English releases like that's this is how it goes. Is 63 63 64, But um you know it was looking at the got Disco group. can you please Dis, please help me. Oh, my God. Yes, Why don't do, don't I do I suck at that? That's a, James,
0: that's a James perspective Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, anyway, but what was so impressive to me is that you think about, Um. we're specifically looking up to 1966 for no particular reason. Don't overthink that. Um, <laughs> but just looking from when their first album was released, which is Please, Please Name, um, you have six albums, six or seven albums up to 1966 um revolver was 66 and so um i think this is where we were getting like that genius from that genius in hard work um where it wasn't just seven albums seven whatever no, they were like hit,
1: super
0: hit.
2: hit after hit after hit, after hit except for beatles it. for sale Pop of the church beatles for sale is not my favorite that one, um, we could have probably just added a couple of the good songs to different albums and gotten rid of that one. Um, but
1: that's the first time on their album cover they didn't have the uniform. Yeah, yeah. Um, well,
2: they're
1: they're wearing them there.
2: They're wearing black. Yeah.
1: I I understand. I just that's you asked that question. I said, well, they got jean jackets on in uh the cover of Rubber Soul. Uh, then you. Move On and Sergeant Pepper, you know, that kind of thing. That's when they were really diverging from their uniforms.
0: I I, I don't understand why you don't like that album. It has it has no reply, no reply. Mm -hmm. And then it has, I'm a loser and I'm not man, they thought. That's a good one. Now, Mm -hmm. Baby's in Black. That one was a little bit disturbing.
2: I have I'll Follow the Sun. That one's a little bit. That was a good one. Yeah. And then I have eight days a week. Cause it's really cute.
1: Eight days a week is. That's a cute song. One, you, everybody would of, Yeah, that's Beatles.
2: Yeah, like you listen to that and it's like no doubt about right, it. So,
1: so
0: that, that that tells you something. It probably was their worst album, mm-hmm. and there were four huge hits in it.
2: Yeah, and like, and <laughs> I'm looking at the the albums before on, that, guys. where I was counting at least. And I know, okay, so me coming much later, uh, I know that I'm gonna have. Um, I'm going to be more picky about that music now because I have so much more music to listen to. Um, But at the time, I'm assuming there's a heck of a lot more that you all would have considered his. But I had at least 18 from the first three albums. And that was just from 1963
1: to 1964. So that is crazy. Just people recognized it. They recognized for what it was quickly. And it became just, I mean... It was so huge. I, I, it's really hard to, uh, you know, when the Beatles came on at Sullivan, they believed that there were 60% of the country watching.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: Now not the, think about now. Not 60% you know, of the viewers. of The country wow. who had mm-hmm. television. And they we watched it. And they didn't count the people who came over because you had a television. We watched it. I did too. And yep. uh, it was just incredible. And, you know, Ed Sullivan was a good showman, so he, he played it up. And he talked to them afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, he did that off, not with everybody, but with the right, you know, Elvis was one who got talked to afterwards. So well, you're a fine young man. You're a fine young know, man mm-hmm. Elvis. And, uh, you know, he talked to them and they joked around with him, you mm-hmm. know, and they were very charming. So.
0: Yeah, they're amazing. But but, but prolific is, is definitely the
1: word for their It's an word. understatement in my opinion.
0: But it slowed down in
1: '66, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> well, they started stopped touring. That's
2: one thing. They did stop the tour. Stop, stop touring for some reason. Um,
1: they were so huge. It just you know we just want to do music, sell records, and, you know, do be with our a yogi.
2: So I guess you we can know. just go ahead and explain. We know. Well, we, I mean, we
0: built them up to where they are. Yeah. You know, in, in 1966, they had released over half of their albums already. Yeah. Over half, well over half. And they were all amazing. They are still being sung by, you know, of course, Carrie Carpenter's dead, but they, you know, they she sang Ticket to Ride. It, people, you know, Elton John mm-hmm. later is going to sing um, the LSD song, Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds. Diamonds.
3: And, and everybody,
1: you know, if you know that song with Elton John, you think, oh, yeah, he wrote it. No, he didn't.
2: Like, I'm just looking at those first albums up till 1966, and I mean, like, it, it, we, we can talk about 1967 and later after that, Um, but, it, it, like, I have will. still so many songs, but um, I'm just checking their albums on Spotify and how many I have downloaded, and downloaded means they're just on a playlist that I've downloaded, and so they could be on other playlists that I haven't downloaded, Um, gotcha. but still listen to, but... Just the ones that I've downloaded. It's like well over half the albums, and that's not how I am for most artists ever. Um. So yeah, absolute geniuses, but unfortunately, um.
0: Let Let me make this little point before we move on to the to the um and to, to the Billy Shears era. Do you yes. need to finish?
2: No, no, no. You got it. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. When I try to listen to a whole album of the Beatles pre sixty six, my ear gets tired. That I can't listen to a full album of the Beatles. Yeah, I would have to turn it off because it, you it don't enjoy it, or you do. It, it just would get it would get tedious almost. Mm-hmm. The same, the guitars were very similar, and you just it just would get tedious. Yeah. Now, at least starting with Abbey Road, that's not the case. Yeah, I could sit down with the Beatles album and play it all the way through. Period. Even the White Album, as weird as it was, mm-hmm. um, I could. Um, <laughs> but but I couldn't that as long earliest, as it I, was yeah. So up until '66, I'm gonna tell you that that I loved their music. But but I was mixing it in with something else.
2: Too. Yeah yeah. Um. So 1966. Um. Unfortunately, there is a darkness brewing in the world, and um, they're called changelings.
0: Changelings. What is a changeling, Glenn? A
1: shapeshifter, uh, from the world of faith or a fairy. So George
0: Martin.
2: They're they're found there. Hey, um, yeah,
1: you can go there.
2: They're fairies that are, that are found throughout Europe. Okay. And um, generally, what they do is I'm about to get very emotional about this just thinking about what happened to them. They, okay, April, let's do this. <laughs> um, they will take a human, generally a child, but something precious, and they will replace it with one of their um their kind and um it's very 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 difficult for us humans to notice.
0: Okay. Yes. So you, I could be a changeling.
2: You might be. You could be. Okay. I do remember something weird happening in childhood where I was like who is this man? It was kind of like a it's like family man. Family man. Yeah, as I was yeah. gonna say, it's like family man. Um so,
1: Glenn, we're getting the movie references and <laughs> television. Totally, we're going every kind of media this time, ladies and gentlemen. Not just <laughs> push up. your hey, listen, movies. This is what makes that funny, Glenn. She didn't even come
0: close to saying which movie she was talking to and,
3: and,
2: and you both knew it,
0: knew, yeah, know, I knew it exactly
2: right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Our brains are connected, so I guess they changed you back um <laughs> But yeah, they uh
1: they spit me back. <laughs>
2: they like, spit you out. Yeah, please don't be easy. here anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's generally um the fae take human children because their own children need human milk to survive. One, but <laughs> what happened here is that Paul McCartney was such a charming young man. They created oh. such beautiful music and
0: the change of winning.
2: Yes. Yeah, because they realized that it'd be, um, it might be better to have humans in the reproductive cycle.
0: So how'd they go about taking him?
2: Um, you know, that's not, that's not my concern. The, the fairies, they do what they...
0: All right. I'm buy. trying to figure out how the car accident fits into all this. Well...
2: You don't think they could stage a car accident? Well,
0: that's what I'm asking.
2: You don't think... Okay, so um, the day is Wednesday, November 9th. 1966.
0: And we missed it. Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. were, we were close. But...
2: Um. Uh. According to the legend, um, McCartney got into an argument with the Beatles while making some kind of album. I guess they were working on which was were...
1: something that happened
3: ultimately
2: Yeah, they were not having a good time together. Um, and so he storms out of the recording studio um gets into his car and i think that this was staged but um they staged a an accident a car accident where um mccartney was decapitated um and now
1: there is a report that he picked up a young lady
2: mm-hmm.
1: now if someone knows a little bit about Baylor, lore that is one way they kidnap someone they kidnap them through Alluring someone with a opposite sex partner that they disguise themselves as, yes. and this could fit into where this car accident, mm-hmm. because he was reportedly picked up a girl,
0: and that's how the that's how the changelings work.
1: That is one of their tactics.
2: It's one of their tactics, and so um, I think that the, what the the Faye did is that they created um, two protective measures. To prevent us from getting Paul McCartney back, one is um, they obviously replaced him because that's what they do. And uh, the Beatles recognized this as being a problem. They they could immediately tell that their buddy had not come back. Um, and uh, they basically held the Beatles hostage and were, were like, "You accept this." this fae, um, the whatever, whatever kind of creature, Billy Spears is his name. Um, you have to accept him. And if you don't, there will be a lot more trouble for you. Um, and then they also, because they realize that other people might recognize it, created a Paul McCartney died um, rumor. And he didn't actually die, but they wanted to, him to think that because they don't want to be tracked back to the fae. Because it's like, well, if, if that's not Paul McCartney, what happened to him? And naturally, everybody would be thinking that they were involved. But now they're just thinking car accident instead. So it's a conspiracy for that reason. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yes, oh, uh, yes, yes. I mean, better sense than it did this morning. You're, yes. you're, you're covering it better than you did this morning. That's the good thing about having a second try at it. All right, so, so let's take out the the cartoon character. Mm-hmm. And let's say this. What proof or what evidence do we have that he was in a car
2: We have the, um, I I think, okay, I I don't think that we really have proof of that, which is why I think that it was a lie that was orchestrated by the Fae to get conspiracy theorists to believe that he died in a car accident.
0: So, so this, this, this missing head, that's because of something that's in pictures. I
2: think, no, people just came up with that. Um, it was, they, they, what they did is, um, they knew that McCartney's vehicle had been in a car accident earlier that year, but McCartney wasn't even in the car. Um
3: oh, okay,
0: like that time we were in in, in Richard Fuels and someone hit us. It wasn't our car, it was his. Yeah, it
2: was his car, but yeah, so he wasn't involved. Um, and then McCartney was involved in a moped accident that year apparently too. And so people were thinking, Oh, like he just uh they, I guess they just saw it in a car accident.
0: Um Well let me let me take a step back then. Mm-hmm. Because I need you to answer questions.
2: I have I have explanations, but uh yeah, you just have to ask the right questions.
0: Okay. All right, I'm gonna stay. Let me just say this. There is no doubt in my mind. Sometime in my childhood, before we moved from Lake Charles to Cameron, which was 1969, people, including my parents, were asking each other, "Was Paul McCartney dead?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, people believed it. Okay. Um, now, um, it you know, it was it was all about playing albums backwards and stuff like that. Well, the problem with that is that song. I'm so tired. what what album? That was on the White Album, right? Probably. Yes, that was 1968, 1969. So there was. All right, so in that song, at the end of it, you hear something that you can't understand.
2: And I can go into all of that about these these things, okay?
0: Okay, well, what I want to know is was that idea that he was dead caused because of albums or was it because there was something else that made them think he was dead?
2: I think that... It was, I think that it was just because of the albums. That's all I could tell, is that it was just because of the albums. But I don't, I think what happened is John Lennon is a genius. We all know that. It's There's no doubt about it. What he decides to do, he's worried about his friend, Paul. um, And he realizes, I need to find a way to let the world know that something's wrong here. And so he starts putting messages in his songs. He starts putting messages on his album covers, and we can go through those specifically, but Well, the most
0: people- famous ones at the end of that song. Yes. The most famous ones at the end of I'm So Tired, and it's it's and tell, and I was wondering what it was saying, and then when you play it backwards, you could take it on a, on a, uh, on a tape and, mm-hmm. and play it uh, reel-to-reel and play it backwards, and it clearly says Paul is dead, man. Miss him. Miss him. Mm-hmm. That's clearly what it says. It's not, that's not folklore. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Yeah. All right. Now, obviously, he did it on purpose.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're
0: saying he was a genius. He Is that his way of telling the Furies, not the Furies, the Changelings? No. That I'm going to um, publicize this, whether you like it or not?
2: No. I think that what he's trying to do is he's sending a message to the world to try to get them to be worried about Paul, but they get the wrong message. And so he's talking more about, he's not talking about an accident. Yeah. He's talking about. He's
0: being dead to me.
2: Yeah, like at this point, he's uh, the, it was to create concern about Paul and hopefully get somebody to realize what was going on. But you can't just straight up say the fate took him. And so, um, anyway, and that's why the Beatles start getting very adamant later on. Like, uh, I think it was, um, there was a, a publishing that was apparently popular back in the day, the Beatles Monthly Book, and the February 1960 version. This was a year after he goes missing. Um, He, he was substituted. A, a, a story is reported. It's a false rumor. And so I think that it, it, okay, false rumor. Stories about the Beatles are always flying around Fleet Street. The 7th January was very icy with dangerous conditions on the M1 motorway linking London with the Midlands. And towards the end of the day, a rumor swept London that Paul McCartney had been killed in a car crash on the M1. But of course, there was absolutely no truth at all. As the Beatles press officers found out when he telephoned St. Paul, uh, Paul St. John's Wood home and was answered by Paul himself, who had been at home all day with his black Mini Cooper safely locked up in the garage. So that's the first time it's mentioned is 1967. Now it becomes popularized in 1969. But what I think was happening is John was worried that there had been some rumors circulating about okay, John sending messages about Paul. And they're starting to think, oh, it's a car accident. So they start coming you. up with this car accident theory, and that's John's way of leaking to the the people. No, it's not a car accident. Um, and so I think that that was, that was him trying to work around um, how do I explain this to the world without pissing off the Um mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And if you make a deal with the fake they're very tricky
2: mm-hmm. in
1: how they make it. So they might have said, well, we've decided to keep him, and if you say anything to the public, they word it weird. Uh, then we're going to take you too. Mhm.
3: Yep. All right. We're, well, we're getting over. back
0: into the weird stuff. I'm not ready to go there yet. Okay. You're gonna. Have, I'm gonna force you to go to the weird stuff later. Mhm. All right. So, so when you say it happened 69, there's no doubt that I'm so tired that he created that by doing it. It didn't take long for people to say. Play it backwards. It's what he says.
2: At that point, he might have been accepting, just like this is what's happened to Paul. And and maybe he knew at that point they killed him. But yeah, we can keep on going. All right. Let's just
0: suppose. So it would have been November the 7th, 1966?
2: No. November 9th, 1966.
0: All right. I was in first grade. All right. I'm just trying to put this together. All right. I do not remember the, the rumors at that point. Okay. I do remember time around there Paul said he's more popular that they're more popular, popular than Jesus or the Bible or something mm-hmm. he said something to that effect that's got everybody around I did not like that but anyway um well, he might they might be I didn't find that that offensive mm-hmm. there might have been more people like the Beatles and like Jesus at the time kind of scary but anyway um um so so you you mentioned some other things and we and and I'm I was not following you this morning. You're doing so much better. I'm glad we did this because I'm really following now. Mm-hmm. There was the, the right, so the first album released after uh, November. Did you say night? November.
2: So, oh, wait, wait, 11, so the, November 11th. Uh, were we talking about the mm-hmm. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts? Club well, I just band? want to start
0: saying that did, I want to see if there's a change in what they were doing
2: after that day. Yes, there is. Starts with Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. That was a weird album, right?
0: Yes, a very weird album. That
2: was
1: a weird album. A very strange, different
2: album. I mean, album. You, you look at that. Yeah, okay. So we can start with the album art because that's where people look to say something's wrong. And so whenever you're asking about concrete evidence, the issue is that there's really no concrete evidence because you think about it that they aren't going to leave yeah. that information behind. Um. And uh, so the Beatles are trying to find a way to let the world know something's weird with Paul. So you look at the um the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. Um, someone used to give me the creeps whenever I was a kid. It was just so freaking terrifying. Um, first of all, uh you've got all these weird figures in the back. Now, were they taken by Faye? I don't know. We can do a deep dive into the, the uh, background figures later on. But um you've got the Beatles in the center in front of Ringo's big drum. Um the first thing that people noticed is that um Paul is wearing a what's up?
0: it's oh, amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: great. amazing. It's that great.
3: great
2: mhm. Um okay, so you look at Paul, he's wearing cool colors like a a, a very crisp blue suit thing, whatever it is, marching band suit and the other three are wearing warm colors. Um they all have brass instruments while he has a black one. Um then you have uh yeah, you, then you have a um a left-handed guitar in flowers. Um it looks like a um like it's like a floral arrangement, but if you look really closely at it, the strings on it, they're only three three strings, indicating they're only three beetles. Um so there, like, there's an indication that there's something wrong with the Beatles, meaning that there aren't as many of them anymore. And by looking at the album art, it appears that it's Paul. Something's happened with Paul.
0: All right, and so um, I made this this point this morning. I know we're repeating. Um, what what I think I'm I, we 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 talked I talked about the pilot when a pilot dies in combat or dies, they'll have a flyover at funeral, and the one the plane that's representing him will. Get out of formation and there's something and there's a place where he's supposed to be mm-hmm. you're saying that people are arguing that the four string there should have been four strings on that guitar having one missing is like oh, lot bass yes and so that's why that's why they think
3: he's gone
2: yeah, specifically his guitar, and again he stands out um in that group for multiple reasons mm-hmm. um and
0: and the beatles sitting over the side do look like they're a funeral
2: yes, it's really weird uh then you look at the back. Of the album, um, uh, all three of the normal Beatles are facing towards us. The only one facing away is Paul. So you can't see his face. It's right here? Nope, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Um, and it's really weird because George is for some reason pointing. Um, and the way that they. Uh, uh, the way that they did this album, it was a very new, um, a new idea. But they filled the back of the album with song lyrics, and the lyric that he um, he's pointing to is from "She's Leaving Home," and it says, "Wednesday morning at five o'clock." Now, November 9th, which is the day, nineteen sixty six, which is the day that Paul went missing, was a Wednesday, and so what there's what it seems like they're pointing to is that this. Something's weird with Paul, and it happened Wednesday morning at five o'clock, and that was likely on November 9th, um, and then from there, it's a variety of um other artistic features that just distinguish Paul from the rest of the group. You'll see that throughout the... um.
0: It looks like he's pointing it with, within you without, this
2: mm, one right here. Yeah. That no,
3: uh,
2: that's not the one that I have, not the original one. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, the the original one is pointing um sorry, I'm looking at the big version of the album right now. No, it's it's the Wednesday morning one. Um I can send you a close up. That's if you're, okay. okay. i am
0: just I'll just try and figure it out.
2: Yeah. So uh yeah, like that's that's where people started picking it up. Um and uh I don't know. I just again I'm about to get emotional thinking about it.
3: <laughs> okay. Don't, i'm I'm with you
2: okay. what other questions we got uh right,
3: well so
0: so Sergeant Pepper's of the only heart company you went through it a lot more the first this time but it, it basically what what is going on there is that people start looking for clues mm-hmm. and and there's no question um you know Charles Manson thought that he was able to hear uh, secret messages by the Beatles, so mm-hmm. people have, have and they i think you said that earlier there's just a million of them out there on' them. But but basically on this one here, Sergeant Peppers. This is before, and I, I think there's their six important dates. I do say that the out that the Beatles were not the same group after November 9th, 1966.
3: Yes, something, that, yeah.
0: That's a they're a different group. All right. I just assumed it was because they matured. Mm-hmm. All right. They did wait almost a year to let one go. I mean, let it out. They went. Well, they went from November to May. Which and for they them,
2: stopped touring.
0: They stopped touring. Yeah. All right.
2: Which was probably during negotiation pro- process with the fairies.
0: Well, people are going to ask that, right? They're yeah. going to ask why. Now, I'm going to make this point again, though, that that in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, that the first song is that. That's what it is, mm-hmm. okay. And may I introduce to you one and only Billy Shears and Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band.
3: Yes.
0: Well, you would think that that would be McCartney who would sing piece Billy Shears, but mm-hmm. he doesn't. It's Ringo Starr. Yeah. And the reason I think they picked that song. Because he said, "What would you think if I sang out of tune?" I don't think he knew any other way to sing. Mm-hmm. And so, so I've always thought Billy Shears
2: was Ringo. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think that that's one of those red herrings. People start really looking for clues, and if you're going to go with the car accident theory, which is very wrong, um, then you're going to be picking up on stuff like that. Um, and I like whenever you actually said that this morning. Um, and before I realized what the truth was, um, I was I was stumped, honestly. And so I think that that's just I, I do think that Ringo is part of that, but um, it might be that they are all they're trying to figure out their new personas with their different bandmates.
0: All right, so so I think we've said it on this one I'm getting mixed up. <laughs> if, if if I were if I were John Lennon mm-hmm. and I have a, a direction I'm wanting. To, all right, and Paul McCartney's wanting to stay with the sappy love song, or whatever. He could be best in him at that point. You're holding me back. Yeah. I miss my. I miss him. He's dead to me.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
0: dead to me. And, you, know, and, you know, and that's in 1968. Actually, I don't know why it says 68. That that album was really being played. I remember mm-hmm. it like it
1: was yesterday.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. So so how it works, I don't know. They take a while to release them all. Hmm. But anyway, that's what I would take that to me, that to me, he's...
2: I actually think that Paul was more okay with it. Maybe at first he was upset, and that's why they were trying to send the the signals. But um, I do agree with you about Paul and what I think happened, okay? Because everybody's just like, oh, it came from a -a lookalike contest. Like, he died in a car accident, and they did a -a lookalike contest, and there was some... um, uh, plastic surgery and stuff like that but um the issue that you're going to have there is that you still have to have some talent to be able to pull off um continuing as paul mccartney for another um however many years i mean oh, i think the, the last one was 1970 you have have
3: some magic.
2: yes and that's what i'm thinking happened is that you have fairies are artistic they're incredible um, beautiful creatures but I feel like uh Paul McCartney was a sweetheart that wrote very good sappy love songs and um I think that you're right about Lennon not enjoying that anymore I mean because whenever you're talking about how you can listen through a whole album of it Lennon's probably having the same problem it's just like hey we're being basic now like this is just the same stuff like I know that it's enjoyable but we got to figure this out I think that he embraced the fairy whenever he realized what was going on he was like this thing is weird and it has these new ideas and so I think that he probably gained a close friendship and I mean like with with John Lennon being so intelligent and loving literature so much and all that stuff I think that that would be something that would impress him and so the other two might have been held more hostage who knows they might have uh eventually had a. um a more Stockholm syndrome situation, like relationship with uh, the new Paul McCartney. But I think that Lennon loved him. Um, if I had to guess.
0: Yeah. You know, if you listen to that song, that album from, from cover to cover from, from beginning to end. No, you need to. Okay. All right. And the reason I say that is um, the, you know, it's got, it, it, it is, it. it's loaded with it's back in the yes. USSR. Um, Oh, blah, D. Oh, blah, Don. It has, it has songs that you wouldn't expect to be together.
2: Strawberry Fields, Forever Take One. Strawberry Fields, Forever Take Four. Strawberry Fields, Forever Take Seven. Strawberry Fields, Forever Take 26. I agree. I wouldn't expect those songs back to back to back to back.
0: And so so they've got Happiness is a Warm Gun you know, right in front of I Will.
2: I was looking at the deluxe, the super deluxe. Sorry about that. The normal one, yes.
0: It's um it it, it was weird. You, you when you and I liked it. Don't get me wrong, I've listened to it. in fact that's what I would do when I was driving back to Lake Charles from in, in when I was going to tech. If I were by myself, I would listen to that album.
2: Wait, which which album are you talking about?
0: The White Album, The Beatles.
2: Oh my Beatles. god, I'm still still on Sergeant Pepper. Oh no. Oh, okay. We are definitely we are so different right now. I didn't know you were talking like did you mention that you were talking about the White Album or I you did, just I like did, did uh, have you listened to that album? I okay. Did. Yes, I
0: did. I said
2: the White Album. Okay. I said
0: the, the White Album and said it's called the Beatles.
2: I think okay, I think that uh I just missed the white part of it. Okay. Well yeah. what
0: I'm getting at is is there's these cutting edge things like Blackbird where they're they're philosophical and they're talking about things like that. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then in the middle of it, Paul McCartney's singing a song about losing the girl going to Hollywood. Very very Paul McCartney esque. Mm-hmm. And and um I just I just wondered whether or not they were already right there disagreeing on what you know, I don't know that.
3: I'm just
2: you're not going along with the conspiracy right now, and I'm kind of pissed off about it. What is? You're well, just, I mean, I, you're well, no,
0: angry. no, no. I don't think so at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What made this big change? Well, the you're, replacement. Yeah. 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 I but
2: mean, you're, I, yeah, no, no, no. Like what I'm saying is that they were getting along, and I think that that was kind of part of the artistic excitement of it. Is this weird mixture? It just doesn't. It, they to us, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Okay, you're right. You're right. I mean, what I'm trying to do is really figure out what he's talking about when he said he's dead.
3: Hmm. Um,
2: well, no, what I'm thinking, the reason I'm thinking he's saying he's dead is because he is dead to Paul McCartney. I buried him, and that's why they're laughing. I, like, what was it? Um, at one point, it was like, uh, um, okay, wait, wait. So, which was the song that said, um, Paul is dead?
0: That would have been... A Day in the Life. No, I'm so tired.
2: No, that's A Day in the Life.
0: What?
2: Wait, no, no, no. Some people say it's A Day in the Life.
0: All right, the second song, I'm so tired, on side 2 Mm-hmm. That's where he says
3: that. I'm looking it up.
0: Oh yeah, that's what it is. I Will and Julia are probably two of the you know, the Paul McCartney type tunes. Now I think Julia was Lennon wrote that. Um but um those two songs are are very, very what do you want to call it? Um not wild, what's the word I'm looking for? Very tame for people, right? Yeah. Well right before that, is a song about having sex on the road. Why don't we do it in the road? Why don't we do it and do it in the road? That one. All right. Weird, weird, weird shot selection there.
1: Yeah, it, it seems rather thrown together.
0: Now, here on side three, Sexy Sadie, I'm pretty sure that's where Susan Atkins gets her nickname Sadie Make Lutz. Very cool. All right. So what I'm getting at is, okay, you're all right. If we if you go with what does he mean when he says I'm so tired and at the end of it, all right. Now that tired, I'm so tired. That song has been explained by. He was in India, do or whatever was doing the Buddhist trading, and he didn't want he didn't he didn't like, and he wanted to go home. and He was Mm -hmm. afraid to call her because that was against the rules, and she she was arguing with him about him being there, that kind of thing. So. All right, so it's one of two things. It's either he's getting tired of the style of music that McCartney wanted to continue, or the changelings got to him and he was missing his butt. And which one do you think it was?
1: Well, for today, I think we'd go with the changelings.
0: <laughs> Sarah, are you, you with us or are you looking at your what
2: cop- do, you, what do you What do you think? I've been talking about this the entire time. The, like I like again it's not even a, um sorry I was trying to look up the lyric thing because I got a different song than you did and I'm trying to figure that out now because that's gonna irritate me um no like I've I, uh from yeah again what I've been saying this entire time I think what happened is the changelings took Paul and at first I think Lynn had a reaction similar to uh, Stuart Sutcliffe, his other friend, where that really hurt him. But I think that Paul, uh, that John realized the artistic genius of, is different. It's very different, but of a fairy. And like, he's more, he's weird. He's allowed to give into this like strange, um, I don't know, like lifestyle that, that Paul wasn't previously willing to do. Now, I think we do have to wonder: Was Paul ever returned? Um, that is a question that we might need to consider, especially after the breakup of the band. That might have been a problem that he and Lennon suffered with. Um, maybe the fairies had enough children with him <laughs> and said, "You're getting kind of older." Um, Let me
0: clarify something for you. Yes. Because I, I I knew my memory was gonna be right on. At the end of it, it says, "I give you everything I got for a little piece of mind." Give you everything I got for little pieces of mind.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Then he says, then you hear something backwards. Mm-hmm. And this is a stretch to say this is what he said. Monsieur, Monsieur, Monsieur. How about another one? Now you go find that clip and play play that. And it's nip, nip, like that. Yeah. Then you play it back and it's clearly. And I played it to Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E, when she was here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it clearly says. Paul is dead man. Missing. Missing. And it is as clear as we're talking here. That's that's the one that's talking about.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: OK, so so I have no doubt about that. And if the changelings had him, he was probably missing about then.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, even if even if John enjoyed the artistic like uh, input of you what, the fairy, what you've convinced me,
0: you've convinced me.
2: Can I finish? Yes. Even if he enjoyed the artistic input of the fairy, you would think that he would still miss the frame. But yeah, what well, were you saying? Yeah. All
0: right. Here's what it is. They wanted. They wanted um, the replacement for McCartney to be able to express his music and do the, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And that fury, not fury, changeling. Changeling fury is the fury's change. He probably hated Yoko Ono for stopping mm-hmm. them from being able to. Spread their change in music. Yep, and that's why they hate Paul McCartney, who's such a nice guy, mm-hmm. laid back. Takes about it, you know. That's, we've talked about that on the other one. I think he, for, for what he has made and done in life, he is a very humble man.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, and he hated her.
2: Yeah,
0: and you can look at the that the, the letter, I mean uh, that the get back song, and
2: he despised can, that. He that there's a video. Yeah. yeah, there's a
0: video. And he looks at her every time.
2: Hmm.
0: All right. So okay, you convinced me then.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, and at the at the end of uh, Strawberry Fields you can hear him say, like, I buried Paul. Um and again, it could also be yeah, like it, it's um I feel like that would just I feel like that would lead to a lot of uh conflicting emotions in John Lennon. Um and I mean you think about it too, like whenever you you you, you told a story previously about um it wasn't on this one but the other, uh, about how Paul would want to go over to John's house and play music. And John was like, listen, like, I'm like living a life. I have a family I'm trying to take care of now. Like, uh, I don't mind if you come over here and like hang out with us in that way. But I'm not going to be like just focused on that music and stuff. And um, I think that probably pissed off the Changeling too. <laughs> He's like, well, no, I'm here. He may
1: have needed his input to
2: make mm-hmm. the
0: music correctly. Yeah. Now with the change, did take take John
1: Lennon by with the weapon? No, because that wouldn't, that would go against the deal. Okay. They made. Yes. Right. Okay. However, it's not above the changing to trick a human into. All
0: right. Let me just say this, that, that, that just going back to the Beatles to wrap it up, I guess. Um, I really do like them and, and, um, the best album ever made ever. Of any kind in my book was Abbey Road. It was good from beginning to end. Every song written by every Beatle that's in there was very good. That uh, was it was a clean recording. Are we were
2: talking about something earlier that's like one of my favorites.
0: Yes, it's it's absolutely the first side is all separate songs, mm-hmm. things designed to be able to be released as singles. I think, but the back side basically almost doesn't stop. It, it it's almost like a you know, a composite of songs that are all together, medley, maybe it's another quick, except full songs in a medley and how they would transition with Ringo's drumming. Um, It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And yes, the Beatles were good and prolific, absolutely a hot, hard workers, but they had sappy songs. They really did. Mm -hmm. Oh dear. What can I do? Maybe. Oh, what can I do? You know, it, 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 it'll tire the ear. Give us mm-hmm. to it too long, but when they what they did with starting with I think starting with the, with the white album, it's it's, it's 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 it was a transformation. It's unexplainable. It was that that crazy of a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, two different. You would not really if you listen to Hey Jude try to tie that back to I want to hold your hand. It's not you're not going to recognize mm-hmm. you're not going to recognize it.
3: Yeah.
0: And so so I thought they were quite. It was amazing that transformation takes place, and so whether or not the the uh, changelings got him in November of '66, something happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they, it was because they went to India and became Buddhist or what. I don't know,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but something changed. It did, and and what I think is that even if no matter how it happened, I think Lennon Len was afraid he was born casket. Yeah. I mean- I think he was thinking I need pull back.
2: Oh, yeah. And,
0: and he, they do a pretty good job in that uh, yesterday, having that guy play Lennon and basically saying that, look, man, you can be happy with whatever you're doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, do, what you, do what's right. That's it. I don't know. I don't think that they, I do not think that they were people that you should learn philosophy from. Mm-mm. However, we've talked about that this morning. Charlotte makes the point. That we, 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 it was the name of that song, was There Are Places I Remember. Yeah,
2: in my life.
0: In that song, mm-hmm. it, it talks about all the people he's known in the past, some dead, some living, loved them all. But you know what? Their memory loses their meaning when it compares. It was, a, it was something that, though, that was written by somebody with a lot of years behind them. Mm-hmm. Someone my age gets it. Mm-hmm. We get that. There's, you know, Scott killing is gone, but Glenn is here, Sarah is here. And some are gone, some are here, some of you know, some things have changed. They're not, you know, they, they've, they've changed. Sar- Charlotte's theory is that he read a poem. Well, so that's where Sarah came in and said, Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably true. They're very, very smart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and not just that, it's that John Lennon specifically, um, that's what he craved was that that kind of art and that kind of literature, the poetry, the, um, I guess, the soulfulness mm-hmm. of. Those kind of works, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's true. And I think he was trying to push it to something new, and and here we are in you know, this this album that that obviously they couldn't agree because it, they weren't cutting anything. Mm-hmm. Everything made it into that Beatles album, that White album, and so you had Paul McCartney lamenting his girlfriend leaving England and going to be in Hollywood to you know to Piggies, Little Piggies,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and Blackbird, and Happiness is a Warm Gun, you know. Two completely different genres, and in that Revolution number nine, is strangest thing I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> yeah. If, if,
1: yeah. Number nine. Number nine.
2: Wait, no, but that's actually uh, number nine. Him saying that that actually was one of the weird lyric thing. I can't remember which the lyrics were for that one, but they were saying that you could hear something. Um, like again, it was like Paul is dead, or like I buried Paul, or something like that.
0: And there's a little girl. Just sound like a t- teenager. it's a little girl to me. Uh, and when we and we became naked, just in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and then they have a football team. Hold, crowd, hold, hold that line, hold that line. Well, they obviously didn't hold it because just a few seconds later, block that kick, block that kick. <laughs> I, I don't know what to think about that one. Now, Sarah and I really do agree on that. The revolution, the original revolution,
2: number one, yeah, the, the number one
0: was very fast and and it was it was it was groundbreaking very noisy people put their but that second one was slow and a little bit creepier but much better i thought very much more you know better easier on the ears much more fun to listen to actually pleasant to listen to <laughs>
3: yeah i i
0: um anyway i i think that um the long short of it is he you know whether you believe it or not, something happened in 66 that triggered them. They didn't put out prolific like they did. They've they, they reduced the albums to no to more than one year.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And even even Let It Be, that was released after they broke up. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, who knows what happened. Uh, as they die, we'll never know. But you know what the bad thing about it is? If you said what it was, people would still not believe it. Mm-hmm. So even if McCartney goes, no, 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 here's what happened. We did that. We thought it was funny. People would still not believe it.
3: Yeah. He's all
1: but said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you haven't said as much as you normally do? Well, I
1: haven't because uh, y'all were rolling pretty good. I didn't want to jump in. But uh, I'll say that, you know, the Faye, one thing about the Faye fairies is if you make a deal with them, you've got to be extremely careful. They carry it out to the letter of the agreement. Mm-hmm. And if you go one way or another, it's not just death, it's a horrible death. They're known for this type of thing. So to go with the theory, if John Lennon was replaced, why wouldn't they just come out and say it later? Yeah, Paul, uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Paul McCartney, I'm sorry. Paul McCartney had been replaced. Why wouldn't they just come out and say it? Because yeah, they, could. mm-hmm. they couldn't, because that would have broken the deal. Who'd the deal. Who's the deal with? The Fey. Who made it with the Fey?
2: Well, the Fey just I think they what happened. They made
1: is- it with the Fey because the Fey wanted Paul. They were going to take him whether they liked it or not. So John made the best deal he could. He said, "You've got to leave me somebody." Well, we're going to leave a changeling. You won't notice the difference.
2: God, I, I, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a
1: little bit of an addition. So that you've makes- got the Fey that made this really ironclad deal and. We're talking about you break it. They come through all your whole lineage and all your family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's awesome, guys. Thank you so much.
2: Uh, uh, here's, I have, I have a question for Glenn, actually. Um, so if the changelings, if we could bribe them with anything to get our Paul McCartney back.
0: There you go. What could you have done? with?
1: Well, you'll need a few babies. Oh <laughs> No, I thought we were going to say some coffee. Well, <laughs> the one thing about the changelings...
3: That might be the funniest thing you've ever said. We need babies.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the changelings might also take some PJ's coffee from Haughton.
3: You can't fix it <laughs> Well, I'm just quoting the
1: mythology, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the, the fairies always want a baby or two. That
3: is the funniest thing you've ever said in your whole life. <laughs> But
1: a good substitute Would be Some delicious PJ's coffee From Haughton, Louisiana At the Haughton PJ's, ladies and gentlemen I know that the pastries There would be a substitute For Babies for the
3: Changeling I don't know what to say Goodbye guys